It's the Hoffman Show. We're on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app and streaming live on YouTube at the Team 980. And it is a pleasure now to be joined by one of the great voices in our business. Uh, it's the true professional guy whose work I've admired for a long, long time as a radio nerd myself. Uh, that is Scott Graham of Westwood One. Scott, thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you for having me. And, you know, it's Friday here, so this place is hopping a lot more than it was just a couple of days ago you could have walked through here on tuesday night and you you know some tumbleweed rolling by now it's really going yeah these last two days it was funny earlier because it was a little it was a little quieter this morning and uh you know some of our colleagues over here our, our fellow dc guys uh we're talking and and we're like man it, it's a little quiet and then gronk walks in i'm like i think it's i think the chaos <laughs> is about to, to to peak again don't worry Gr have no fear gronk is here chaos does follow gronk yes uh follow lead around <laughs> all sides uh, but you have been, this is Super Bowl 15 for you, uh, and you will hear Scott's coverage, of course, this weekend on the Team 980 as we have full coverage of Super Bowl 58, including Super Bowl Sunday, all of the pre- and post-game festivities. What, what's your favorite part of that, that pre-game, that lead-up? Because you guys do so much uh, in the hours and hours and hours leading up to kickoff. Well, what we do over the course of the week, and we start on Sunday, is we basically craft what that four and a half hours before kickoff is going to be starting at two o'clock Eastern. And we get a lot of the interview stuff done on with players mm -hmm. done on Monday night. We have our own area as a rights holder away from the crowd on opening night. We get a lot done that night. This year, we got just about all of it done that night because that's the way the teams wanted it. Oftentimes in the past years, you know, we would go talk to the head coach on Thursday or Friday out at their facility or the quarterback, you know, would be set apart from that. This year, we got all of that done fairly early, and it's been really more about putting together the remainder of what we have, talking to the people that are going to be filling in around the rest of that, and then it's like a big jigsaw puzzle, right? It's, right. it's okay, what goes here, what flows into this best, and you do it for an individual hour-long show, which could be a standalone based upon which radio station is carrying it, but you also are flowing for the full four and a half hours, and by the time we get to four o'clock, it's must-carry for everybody anyway, so we, we know what that's going to end up looking like. It's, it's a very, very involved operation, but being part of that operation and trying to figure it out. Right before I came to you, we were trying to slot something else here, move something else there, because ultimately we're going to have everything in place pretty much by the end of the day today. So take me inside that that area Monday night where it's you and who else is conducting these interviews? Because you guys have, obviously, Harlan and the game broadcasters. You have so many different uh, former and, I'm assuming, current players on set working with you, a special to Super Bowl Sunday. So like, who, who's in the room and, and how do those interviews go? We have two interview rooms so that as the Chiefs or the 49ers staff bring their players down, and we've made our requests for who those players are going to be. Sure before we ever get to the city. So we'll have the two rooms, and Laura Oakman, Mike Golick, and I all have interviewing responsibilities. We know who we're slated to interview. Right. We also know if two people show up at the same time that are both mine and I'm talking to one of them, that Laura might have to be ready to, to speak to that person. But this year I don't think we had any of those. Um, and we'll get our six to eight minutes which with each of the ones that comes down, have our conversation, move on. I get out of the room. Golik jumps into the room because his interview has just come in. And we do that for the first team. 
In this case this year, it was the Chiefs, and then we do it for the second team with the 49ers. It's a very, it can be a very efficient way of doing it. It could also be a little bit <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh, this year was pretty efficient. I mean, it moved through exactly pretty much the way we thought it would. That's nice, and I'm sure it helps that the Chiefs have done this a time or two before. The 49ers back for the second time in four years. Both PR staffs this year, and, and in general, if you're not a newbie to this, a new team to this, they have a pretty good idea how this all runs. Yeah, it's the new teams that get here. They're like, wait a minute, what do I have to do now? And right, it, and it it gets. But again, we've had some experience with this too. So <clears throat> when you talk about Howard Denneroff, who's been you know the executive producer of Westwood One for so long, he can kind of help them make it easy for them and doable for us. Right, Scott Graham, uh, as if I need. <clears throat> Uh, to give that voice any introduction, any reminder, uh, Westwood One Sports is with us here on the Hoffman Show. Um, what's the most interesting thing that came out of an interview in your mind? It could, it could be something significant to the game or just something that you learned about a player or a coach that you're like, wow, that, that really sticks with me. I think that there's a number of things. I think that, you know, everybody's been waiting to see what they're going to hear from Travis Kelsey, and you will hear from Travis Kelsey. Um, and... Was there going to be any talk about Taylor? Yes, there is. Um, there, but there are players that you don't think about with regard to, uh, well, this is a, a prominently featured player, Trent McDuffie, who is a second-year player out of Washington and an all-pro in just his second year playing kind of a hybrid slot corner position. He is one of the most interesting intelligent impressive 23 year olds i've ever spoken to and i spoke with him a couple of weeks ago four weeks ago maybe during the season for one of our pregame shows i got the opportunity to talk to him again it's just so intriguing to to hear the thought process that goes in for somebody who's really trying to be a student of the game but you know christian mccaffrey and the fact that you know he decided he was going to train with a professional surfer because he was going to learn a different way to try to make himself that much better just that much better each time and what did that teach him it, it taught him about the fact that you know he could improve on his breathing i mean it it's amazing when you hear individual players and coaches go through their process um some Great, great stuff there, but great stuff during the course of the week this week. Joe Montana is going to be joining us, and you know, De- look, decent get in a yeah, 49er Super Bowl. Yeah, well, and he also played for the Chiefs and brought him to a championship game later yeah. in his career. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wayne Newton's going to be joining us, <laughs> Mr. Las Vegas. If you're going to do a Super Bowl from Las Vegas, why not sit down with the man from Donkashane, who, by the way, has a couple of tremendous stories to tell. So we try to vary it. We try to to keep it fresh and moving along over the course of time and hopefully we've gotten to that point and then you know by the time we get to to 639 we'll have a football game yeah for sure uh scott graham is with us here on the hoffman show uh super sunday coming up uh, this sunday the whole four and a half hours we are carrying on the team 980 and and i want to ask you about the game itself in a second uh, before we our, our time is done here but that idea that like Everyone is leading towards 639, and that's when the thing begins. Except for, for you, like that's kind of when you get to finally take a breath. What What is that energy like for you as you're doing Super Bowl 15 uh, for you? Like it's knowing great. that, knowing that, like, oh, I finally get to breathe when the game kicks off as opposed to everyone starts holding their breath. I do get to breathe, but 
my job is far from done because when I do the post-game show and we get to the radio replay part, I've got to be pretty detailed about what happened leading up to the highlights we're playing. So while I'm sitting there watching the game, and this year I will be sitting next to Devin McCourty, who will be co-hosting with me pre-game, halftime, and post-game, three-time Super Bowl champion, I'll be taking notes on each drive so that when we ultimately get to the end of the game and say these are the eight highlights that we're using, I have the ability to walk my way through what it was. This holding call set this up. So I have to keep an eye on the game in that way, but no, I'm not talking anymore at that point for a while until we get to halftime. Um, and then, you know, post game is an entirely different animal. Post game is the game is over. Kevin Harlan talks about who just won. The confetti comes down, and all hell breaks loose on the field. And Laura Oakman and Mike Golick are running in between players doing interviews. They're kicking upstairs to Kevin, and then ultimately I take over that part of it, and it's downstairs to Laura, over to Mike, back up to me. We're taking a commercial. Wait, we can't take a commercial. Well, Laura's got this person. It's it's crazy. And we try to get as many of the winning players on as is possible, and that's quite an undertaking. And I'll tell you what, Laura has been doing this for a while. She's I think so this, good. This is her, her sixth Super Bowl for us, and I believe it's Mike Golick's third Super Bowl for us. And Mike will tell you the story. You know, he's a player. I mean, he was down in the trenches, the defensive lineman in the National Football League. He was in no way prepared for what that was going to be like, the scrum after the Super Bowl, the first one that he did. Now he's gotten a little bit, you know, more used to the idea, but uh, – he tells it funnier than I do. He's, he's a funny guy, that Mike Golick. Uh, by the way, Mike Golick Jr. will be joining us to close out the week uh, later on in the show. Um, and it's, I will say this. this Again, I feel like I'm blowing smoke uh, here, Scott. But like I've listened as a radio person to you do this for a long time. And specifically... Uh, on Super Bowl Sunday because, like so many millions of Americans, I'm driving to and from yep. my Super Bowl party. And so I have distinctive memories of listening to that Thank chaos. goodness people are in cars because otherwise I can't figure out who would be listening to us on Super <laughs> right. Bowl Sunday, well, that, right? That's what it is, right? It's like you finish watching your Super Bowl uh, at or finish watching the Super Bowl at your Super Bowl party. You get in the car. Hopefully, uh, if you're listening to us right now, you'll flip on the Team 980 and you'll hear the chaos that Scott just described. And I have distinct memories of certain Super Bowls and driving home. One that's popping into mind right now is like driving home from my aunt and uncle's house to my grandparents house on long island in new york and like listening to that exact chaos that you're talking about uh and westwood one has been doing it well forever uh as for the game itself in our final few minutes here uh with scott graham who again is the host for the pre and post game halftime as well on westwood one this weekend uh have you found yourself leaning towards any particular side for any given reason as the week has gone on and you have studied this game more and more when I look at the rosters globally, it's hard for me not to say that San Francisco is a team that has got a lot going for it. And when they have it going on all counts, they are a very difficult team to beat. The one I generally will look at one group, offense, defense from two teams. So there's four different groups. I'll look at one group in each Super Bowl, and I'm going to say to myself, this is the one that potentially could change the game. The Chiefs' defense could change this game. Yeah. They have played that well. Steve Spagnuolo, has, and he proved it last week in Baltimore, or two weeks ago in Baltimore in the championship game. I, I, I mean, I thought for sure the Ravens playing at home would be able to get their offense going, and they were unable to do it. And that was Steve Spagnuolo. I talked with him last week, and he's very excited about this group that he's got. I would imagine Brock Purdy is going to see a couple of things early in this game that he has not seen before. Uh, 
I, I can tell you he's going to because Steve Spagnuolo is probably going to throw some things out there that he hasn't thrown out there before. Mm. That could change and tip the scales in in the Chiefs' favor in this game. Kansas City hasn't figured out a way to score in the second half in a while. They they've put up points when they've needed to in the in the postseason right now. I, I would say that. My gut would say that if the Chiefs' defense can't do that, this is San Francisco's game. But if the Chiefs' defense can do that, coin toss. And if you leave it up to Patrick Mahomes to win the game, he's going to win the game. He's uh, he's very good at that, that whole winning thing. Um, yep. Last thing for you. Have you talked to Kyle at all this week? Did you guys get a chance to chat with him? Shanahan? Yes. I did not do the interview with Kyle Shanahan. Laura Oakman did. I am curious what she, if you talk to Laura about it. If not, I might have to go try to find Laura, um, who's been on the show before. Yeah, she's wondering. not far she's, away. She's, she's wandering yeah. around somewhere. Um, there's obvious curiosity in Washington about Kyle, uh, as, as his long history there. I, I personally am fascinated by the way he has been able to build that in San Francisco. And there's extra intrigue now with Adam Peters coming uh, in Washington. But specifically for Kyle and his legacy, like, does he feel any pressure from what you've been able to gather of his Super Bowl history? Like, did, can he finally win one? Like, is there any of that that you think has infiltrated the intense focus that is Kyle working on a game plan leading up to Super Bowl? Week? It's got to be there. I mean, there, there's you know, when you are as focused on what he does, it's got to be there. I, I don't know how much it invades his thought process. I don't know how much it invades what it is that he does, which is so rigid and so disciplined in terms of trying to get to where he wants to get to on a day, on a week, in a game. Um, but it, it's got to be there. And it's funny because here he goes against Andy Reid right now. And a few years ago, Andy Reid, when they beat the 49ers, was in that exact position. Totally. Yeah. No, it is something that we tend to forget how quickly they can change. One game for it all on Sunday. Four and a half hours of pregame leading up to it. Led by this man, Scott Graham, Westwood One. Thank you so much for your time, sir. And I guess you get to go uh, finish putting together that pregame show now. Yeah, we're going to be at it for a little while tonight, but we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. Right, best of luck. Uh, Damon Amendolara joins us here on set next.